Blog Talk Radio. song and who what orchestra was was conducting that song for Eastern was that Andre Castellanos Andre Castellanos yes sir thank you and the prize goes to Mike Scott who is one of our hosts <laughs> today and uh, along with Mike we've got Chuck Albright in the villages uh, Mike is up there in New York and he was telling us about uh, his day yesterday on Father's Day and sounded like a great time. And we've got Al Jenkins that calls in. And he also uh, is, was, uh, is one of our hosts today. He's maintenance in the Atlanta area. Hello, Al. How are you? Doing fine. Good. Now, Andre Castellanos, that was a great song. I love the, the, the piano playing in the background of that song. Yeah. And uh, now here's one of my favorite commercials. Of all the ways that we can fly, of all the highways through the sky, of all the wings that greet the sun, Eastern is your number one. Eastern, America's favorite way to fly. For the third year in a row, more passengers have flown Eastern than any other airline in the free world. If you've helped make us America's favorite way to fly, we thank you. If you haven't flown Eastern recently, give us a try. We'll show you we really do earn our wings every day.
Once there was a neighborhood street Handlebar, bicycle seats A house full of love A great place to grow Once upon a long time ago Again to mom and dad and all of my friends, I would feel safe with the people I know from once upon a long time ago. I'll never fly off to Neverland. I'll never travel in time All I can do is the best I can and go there in my mind So I close my eyes Imagine I'm there Hide and seek musical chairs Hot summer night and the cool winter snow from once upon a long time ago. I smile as I look back on roads I've crossed, traveling down memory lane. But without all of those that I loved and lost, Life is not the same For all the good times I can recall To all I've loved God bless you all The happiest moments That I'll ever know Were once upon a long time ago Once upon a time Once upon a time Once upon a long time of the eastern version of that song is once there was a neighborhood street mail planes silver planes and airplane seats a house full of love and I would feel safe with people I know a great place to grow old once upon a long time ago if I could only go back again to eastern airlines and all of my friends once upon a long time ago I'll never fly off to Neverland I'll never travel in time. All I can do is the best I can go there in my mind. I would feel safe with people I know. So I close my eyes, imagine I'm there, Eastern Airlines and people who care, hot summer nights and cold winter snow from once upon a long time ago. 
I smile as I look back at all the roads I've crossed, traveling down memory lane. But without all of those that I've loved and lost, life is not the same. For all the Eastern good times I can recall to all those I've loved, God bless you all. The happiest moment that I'll ever know was Eastern once upon a long time ago. Well, that's the Eastern version, I call it. A few things taken out and a few things entered in, but uh, great song. That's the, I introduced our host a while ago. Uh, We've got Chuck Albright from the Villages. Chuck, how you doing? What's happening in the village? I'm doing fine. We've we've had a lot of weather here lately, a lot of rain. Today it's just overcast, so our uh, people out there on our 53 golf courses are just having a, a human time today. It's very humid today. It's probably in the 90s. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, it's I don't guess it's that humid humid up there on Long Island, is it, Mike? How is it up there? Well, presently the temperature is about 75 degrees, and it's overcast, and uh, kind of I haven't seen the sunshine all day. There's big change over yesterday. Yesterday was a picture-perfect day. Okay. Well, you know, I forgot to say uh, what you guys did with Eastern. Uh, uh, Chuck was in maintenance and, and down in Miami, and uh, Mike Scott, you're, uh, was in ma- you were in maintenance and also uh, uh, flew. And uh, Al Jenkins is down there in Atlanta. Hello, Al. How are you? You were in maintenance too. Yeah. What, yep. What's happening in the Atlanta area? Oh, same old, same old. The sun's shining and uh, not too hot, so it's a breeze, too, so it feels good. Okay, very good. Well, we were talking off the air, and, and I wish we um, could uh, have recorded all that we said, but I'm going to start off by asking, because, Mike, you, you had such a, a great day planned. Uh, you, you didn't do the planning. You just did the what people planned for you, right? And tell us about your Father's Day yesterday, Mike. Yeah, the, the local airport, which is Bayport Airport. I, I think it sounds like we're getting a lot of feedback here somewhere on the line. But uh, uh, the every every year they have for Father's Day, they uh, they do a fly out in the morning. Usually a, a whole bunch of the guys go out uh, with all the old airplanes to Forster's Farm, which is about... Uh, Half hour flight east on long to East Hampton in that area. It's a farm with a little grass strip and it's private. And they invite us out there. And usually we bring all the stuff along that we we need to uh, to to make uh, breakfast and all of that. And he supplies the grills and all the rest of that. And uh, they have a bit, nice little shindig there when that's all through. I mean, there's not a whole lot of people because most all of the airplanes are Cubs and Champs and Stearmans and Birds and Wacos and all that other stuff. So there's not a lot of seats. But there was a lot of onlookers that uh, that came from the local area. They so it was advertised, so they they all came by and uh, and then uh, they when that festivity is over, they fly back to Bayport Airport, which is our little home base. And uh, about one one thirty, they start another barbecue all the wives and stuff show up the stuff that they made uh, you know food to eat and desserts and ice cream and 
the kids come along and families come along and all that to celebrate the uh the father's day uh father's day day and it's just a really we had a beautiful picture perfect day and there were guys were given rides in the airplanes most of the day and there were planes in and out and big crowd so we had uh, i don't know it must have been on and off maybe there was uh, 60 80 people there at any one time coming and going because it's a it's a public uh uh place or and everybody's welcome to come in it's a antiquers uh historical place which is actually owned the airport is owned by the town of Islip which is the uh, controls MacArthur Airport here on Long Island which is where Southwest and Frontier and all that fly out of and it turned out to be a beautiful day. I was there. I got there for the afternoon festivities and hung around with having fun with everybody and talking and just having a great time till about five thirty, six o'clock, and I finally got worn out and went home. <laughs> but <laughs> it was still going when I left. <laughs> well, well, did you pull great your day. beautiful Waco out of the hangar and let people look at it? it? it uh, it was in the front of the hangar, but I, it's, I have it down for working on the annual, so I got it uh, kind of semi-pulled apart. Uh, so it, it wasn't ready for uh, doing any of that stuff. My my IA that usually signs uh, does the paperwork and whatnot in my airplane. He's, he hasn't come up from uh, from uh, the west coast of Florida yet. He should be up here any day, so he can get that taken care of. You know, uh, Mike and uh, Al and, uh, and Chuck, you're all three mechanics and ganging up on one pilot today. Uh, and uh, But uh, I got my mechanics license back in 1954. And uh, it, it, do you have to, uh, with your mechanics uh, license or certificate, I, I keep calling them licenses, which the CAA who issued my certificate and now the FAA, of course, issues certificates and not licenses. But we, uh, for ease, I guess we call everything a license. But uh, are there requirements now that you must have maintained uh, so many hours maintaining or uh, signed off so many maintenance log books and what have you to keep your uh, your certificate active? Is there any requirements that any of you guys know about? The only no, time you need any, any requirements is if you if you happen to have an inspection authorization, you have to you have to go to a class every two years, and you have to have uh, done so many annuals on airplanes and whatnot to keep your license uh, current, and you also have to take a written test for it. Chuck, but the A and P portion of it, yeah, the A and P portion of it is since we're all been a retired. If we wanted to go back to work, uh, I understand that we have to practice for one year. We have to be under the supervision of usually somebody that's uh, in charge of like a fixed-based operator. And then after that, you're allowed to sign the um, the logbooks and stuff, you know, for the airplane. But other than that, I, I don't think it's extensive like the AIs are. Anybody got something to add to that? Well, I was going to ask uh, Al, uh, since you're retirement, Al, have you done any aircraft maintenance of any sort? Uh, no, <laughs> none at all. <laughs> you put your tools back in the toolbox and locked it up forever, huh? 
No, I do a lot of automobile work, you know, but that's about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, if you're just out, if you're out so long, you have to, you have to get uh, somebody to say that you're, you're qualified to work on airplanes, and usually, that's uh, one of the people who own, a, say, a fixed-based operator, or an AI can do that too. They can, they can observe your work, and then you send it to the FAA. And, yeah. And they update. They only update you. They don't reschedule you. They just well, update you that you're you're back to work practicing, so to speak. I want to. I want to update. I want to tell you guys how far back I reach in my maintenance days. My, my mechanical days or aircraft maintenance was uh, was fabric stitching, rib, uh, rib repair work. Magnetos, cylinders, pistons, crankshafts, and things like that. I never did work on uh, burners and cans and and uh, th- uh, uh, turbines and compressors and stuff like you guys did. Never had the chance to do that type of maintenance. I did uh, fabric work. All right, that was my yeah. Least we do favorite. plenty of that. But the first job I got as a mechanic was down at uh, Homestead, uh, Homestead, Florida, and there was a Brown's Crop Dusting Service. Never forget the name of it, Brown's Crop Dusting. And he had an old steerman, and uh, those guys would come in, uh, coming across the fields, and they'd land in grass strips and so forth. And so, therefore, he had a lot of fabric tears. So we did a lot of patchwork. Uh, for uh, old man Brown and his uh, crop dusting operation down there, and uh, that was the first mechanical work that I did, or maintenance aircraft maintenance. Then, of course, I owned a steerman later on. Uh, my partner and I, out at Fulton County Airport, had our own steerman, and I did the uh, the uh, main some of the maintenance on on that airplane. And of course, I had it signed off by current IA who uh, also was associated uh, with our school out at Charlie Brown Airport in Atlanta. Charlie Brown is still there, isn't it, Al? He hadn't gone anywhere. <laughs> I, I think it's still there. I haven't been down to any airports. <laughs> Fulton County Airport, yeah. They call yeah. it Charlie Brown Airport. I thought that was a funny name, but I think that was a Atlanta City Council Commissioner or somebody they named it after. But uh, I'm going to play a song right now, and this comes back from the big band era. You guys probably weren't born when this song came out, but uh, maybe some of you were. I know I was. I was around. And here it is. I'm in the mood. Oh, yeah.
something in World War II. Yeah. You, anyone remember that history? I can't recall it. Didn't look uh, it up. Not but, straight uh, off, no. Yeah, but he was lost uh, during the war. Yeah. I remember my dad playing all those on the uh, on the Victrola. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, uh, we had a show a while back, a few years ago, that we did nothing but big bands, and we featured uh, one band every show, and we had Tommy Dorsey, Jimmy Dorsey, Harry James, Artie Shaw, all of those big band guys. And, uh, oh, that was a lot of fun. A lot of good, good music. Good music. Don't make it like yep, that no more. Yeah. That's real music. No, they don't. There you go. You took, I was um, I was talking to my – I had a good Father's Day just like, like the rest of you guys. I, I went down to um, see my daughter's. Uh, and down in Jupiter, Florida, and then the rest of the family came as a surprise. Uh, I was—I didn't expect them to be there. And um, I was talking to my daughter about dancing. It was on TV, and I said, "You know, I—I'm I, on a program that we play really great music, but it's way back when." And and I said, "You know, I'm looking at this thing on television, and all these kids are doing is is just jumping up and down." And she says, yeah, that's the way they dance. <laughs> Looks like a bunch of grasshoppers. Well, most of the songs they have today, you can't even dance to. There's no there's no dance beat to them. No, no, no. Especially any of the, uh, those, uh, what do they call them, the ones where they talk? Um, yeah. yeah. Rappers. Even back rappers. In, rappers. Even back in the day when they did the swing, you know, even though you separated uh, uh, during the music, uh, at least that you, you you'd touch the girl, swing her around, roll her over on your back, your hip, yeah. and uh, that type of thing. You know, and and uh, the way they dressed too back in those days to do their dancing, that was a lot of fun to watch. It was, but, uh, yeah. Fred Astaire they used and to wear the have their dresses down to their ankles and their socks up to their knees. There you go. Oh, and yeah. like when I was when I was in school, I remember I dropped a lot of pencils. 
I can imagine. They have, they have a thing. They have a thing on television now. They take film clips of all those dancers you were talking about with the big bands. Yeah. And the dancers are dancing to the big band music, but they're playing modern music to it. <laughs> and the beat almost the same. But here's all these dancers like uh, uh, one of the ones that uh, was on the other day was Rita Moreno. She was a big dancer back in the old days, and Rita Hayworth and some of the other ones. And they were doing all these fancy dances that they did back in the 30s and 40s to modern music. It's pretty neat. The two big dancers back in the day were Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers and Gene. uh, What was his name? Gene... uh, God, I can't think of his Kelly. last name. Kelly. Gene, Gene, Gene Kelly. 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 Yeah. 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 They, Those were great. The problem, the problem today, as far as I can see, is they, they, they want to repeat everything or imitate everything. Nobody can come up with anything original. That's right. <laughs> you know, I've noticed that too, uh, Mike. It's easy to be a songwriter. All you have to do is just write one line and keep repeating it for three minutes. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, simple they, life. I remember there was a, a thing on television, and they were interviewing Ginger Rogers. She was uh, quite elderly then. I think she was way in her 90s. And they said, boy, wasn't Fred Astaire really great the way he was dancing? You were dancing with him and everything else. He was just super. And she says, I want you to remind him that Fred Astaire was dancing forward, and I was dancing backwards. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Who was the other great Arthur? Arthur Murray. He, I don't think right, he did yeah. much movies, but he was. Uh, he taught me uh, dancing, didn't he? Was that his claim to fame? Yeah. He had yeah, some studios, studios, yeah, studios around, all around over the, the country. country. Yeah, yeah. Arthur Murray. Yeah, yeah those were the days. I can imagine Arthur back Murray in dance studios. I can imagine back in the day when. Eastern was uh, in in the let's say 40s. The radios were tuned to the big bands back in the maintenance shops, and people were listening uh, to that that type of music. And um, uh, uh, it wasn't as gut wrenching as what what they're listening to today. And you know, when you have somebody come to your house to do any kind of painting or, or carpentry or anything like that, they bring their boombox. And you can hear it yeah, not only in the house, yeah. but you can hear hear it a block away. <laughs> I know we were going up and down the the Florida Turnpike, and you could hear these kids that would open the windows up to their car. That I guess they didn't turn the air conditioner, and they would turn those radios up really, yeah. really loud. And you could almost feel the vibration when you got along oh, the yeah. side of the car. You could absolutely. Well, you know, the Eastern shops, you know, all of the different repair shops that they had, most all of them, I know when I was there, they they always had a radio playing in the background as long as it wasn't too loud because the management used to get after you if it was too loud. But that was kind of like help you along to do your your job yeah. and keep you, yeah. keep you relaxed and whatnot. And it was, right. it was very helpful. I got one better than that. When I was the manager in the engine shop on the ten, uh, the uh, RV two eleven section, and um, 
my shop had the same thing, a couple of radios. But during break, the, the two breaks that you get, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, this one guy would come around with a cart in the morning, and he would have coffee and donuts that you could buy. And then in the afternoon, he would have hot dogs and some other food pushing his cart around. And I asked one of the other supervisors, because I, I had about 150 people working for me in six different shops. And I, I asked one of the senior managers, I said, are they allowed to do that? He says, you better believe it, and don't you dare stop them, because if you do, <laughs> your shop's going to stop working. Yep. Yeah. Okay, time for another music musical selection now. Imagine dancing to this type of music. And what is it called? That's the question after you hear the uh, sisters sing this song. From the original record, that was a terrible quality record. I should have looked for something better. But who sang that song? Andrews Sisters. Andrews Sisters. Anybody remember the names of the Andrews Sisters? Um, Maxine, Patty, and Patty. Yeah. And 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 and. <laughs> I can't remember the third. Was it Laverne? I'm going to be 80 here. Oh, golly. We'll have well, to. Maxine, Patty, and Laverne. Laverne. I thought it was Laverne. Yeah. Yeah. Boogie Woogie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Yeah, oh, they, sure. you oh, got to remember, they're singing and dancing at the same time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, me. Well, anything exciting happening in your area of uh, the country? Guys, how's the pandemic going up there? Everybody take off their masks now, and we know who the Lone Ranger really is. <laughs> well, not that, but they did take their masks off. They <laughs> Here in the villages, I don't think they even paid attention to the pandemic. It was, it's amazing how these people don't realize, you know, people our age or older, you know, you get the you get the virus, you're dead in about four days. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And yeah. they just don't understand that. And now I'm very happy because I have three grandchildren that are in that age bracket from 12 to what is it, 19 or whatever it is, uh, and they, they can get their shots now. So um, two out of my three children, uh, grandchildren have got their shots. So I'm, I'm happy that that opened up. Yeah, we had and, uh, uh, one of my uh, my wife's nephews or brother's son, usually comes to Orlando this time of year, every year. He's got three kids, and he brings two of his uh, twin brother's kids with him. So he and his wife and five kids go to Orlando every year this time. And on the way back home up to Carolina, they stop by uh, Uncle Neil and Aunt Peggy's house, and and uh, we had them all in here. But I had to tell them before they came over. He, of course, he called and said, Uncle Neil, we're we're here in St. Augustine. We want to come over and see you, Aunt Peggy, you and Aunt Peggy. And I said, now, listen, I have no clue. You've been to Orlando for a week. I have no clue what kind of contacts you guys have been making here. And and I don't know whether you believe in the mask or not, but uh, if you haven't had shots, uh, you wear a mask when you come to the house. And they said, Uncle Neil, we've all had shots. And I said, wait a minute. You've got some kids that are 10 years old. Yep, they got theirs too. I didn't know that yes, they, they were did. making, uh, yeah. giving shots to 10-year-olds mm. at, the, at the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I get it. Uh, uh, everything else fails. You can always put a plastic bag over their heads. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Let this them. month we've had our, our son and, and his wife, uh, she's a uh, flying for Sky West Airlines. She's the first officer flying the um, CR-900s, I think, is what they call them. Uh, and uh, they're 70, about 70-passenger 70 airplanes, 80-passenger airplanes, kind of like uh, the old DC-9s, the eastern DC-9s that we used to fly. And uh, she loves it. She absolutely loves it. He, he does uh, acrobatic training out at... Uh, the airport over there close to uh, where they live in in the San Francisco area. And, um, but um, they came to visit. And then my daughter and her husband, the week later, followed from Mobile, Alabama. So we've had nothing but visitors. That's why we had to cancel last week's radio show. And so we're, we're back at it again. So that's, that's my, that was my father's day and month, the father's month, I should say. Didn't they have uh, down in around the uh, Alabama area? Didn't they have some kind of a nasty tornado that went through yeah. there uh, yeah. uh, about oh, a week yeah. or so ago? 
It was about 40 miles north of my daughter's place up there. Uh, in yeah, nobody, West Mobile. nobody was, I don't think anybody was killed in it, but I, I saw it on the news and it was the usual devastation. Yeah, yeah. You would you would think that the technology we have in this country could take all that rainwater and send it out west where they've had a drought for, what, 22 years? Yeah, and they, a long, they have built long a, trough. <laughs> well, they have built a big canal. It cost over $3 billion, and it goes through like six states. But it doesn't catch up to all that water that's on the northeast and southeastern side of the United States. It, it starts at, the, I think, the Mississippi, and they, they drain water off some of those tributaries from the Mississippi and, and send the water out west. And those people are still saying their 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 ground is cracking, their crops are burnt, yeah. and they're not getting enough water, and uh, we're not going to have blistering. Oh yeah, I mean, what, really. Um, I remember uh, having a trip to, of course, we used to go to Vegas all the time, but this flight attendant that we used to fly with, she was one of those worrying about the icebergs melting and the in, in the seas rising and all that stuff. So we had a trip out to the Grand Canyon one time, and I, and we were standing on the edge of the cliff there, and I was looking down, and I asked her, I says, well, what do you think all the water went that used to be in here? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You know, I sent you guys, I don't know if you saw that little animated thing that I sent out to everyone about the dinosaurs being wiped out. That was a very oh, that was interesting. Good. Yeah. Wasn't that a good presentation, yeah. even though yeah. it was cartoon? Uh, right. yeah, really, it was. really good. Yeah. And uh, so who knows? Maybe, maybe another one will hit us and change all the weather uh, and wipe out a lot well, of folks. they were. They say that the axes are going to rotate. Wobble. Actually, over the, over the centuries and eons, North Pole and South Pole have changed positions. And we're, they say that our magnetic lines of force are starting to move. And well, uh, that, that's going to affect the satellites. So well, once, once the Earth... Binder, Moves off his 23-degree tilt. It's probably fly off into outer space somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, to, we figure gotta, all, we the big... to figure all of this out, I'm going to throw this in for you guys there to you enjoy. I'm going to throw this in. And this is this this these two guys can figure it all out. Here you go. Listen. On our team, we have who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find and out. The guy's name. And that, uh-huh. That's what I want to find out. The guy's name. I'm telling you, who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on third. Now, Abby, you now, want to be the manager of the baseball team? Yes. You know the guy's names? Well, I should. Well, you tell me the guy's names on the baseball I team. I say, who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on third. You ain't saying nothing to me yet. Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> I'm telling him. You said nothing yet. Go ahead and tell me. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know. Is on third. You know the guy's I'll... names on the baseball team. Yes. Well, go ahead. Who's on first? Yes. I mean the guy's name. Who? The guy playing first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. <laughs> that is classic. Oh yeah. That is so funny. I'm telling you. Yeah. I thought I'd gotten the whole tape, but I just got a little excerpt of it and. Uh, but they had it all figured out. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. Didn't even get to the outfield. 
No, uh, but <laughs> but right. here's a song. Here's a song that's associated uh, with Eastern Airlines, and uh, see if you can remember uh, when it was used, how it was used, and so forth. So let's play this one here, and then we'll, we'll see what happens here. Heard sing. What famous song did she sing? Mm. Wow! <laughs> the girl from Epen, Epanema. Oh, girl from Epanema. Oh yeah, that's the singer that's what that, that sang that. For. That's okay, yeah, what I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. That that commercial was advertising. Eastern was advertising for South America and, and yeah. the islands. They played that music. And she she uh, sang the girl from Ipanema, and the guy that was the orchestra was Astrid uh, Gilberto, Astrid Gilberto in his orchestra, yeah. and the girl from Ipanema. Yeah, good the girl good from songs. Ipanema lives. I think she lives in New York now. <laughs> I guess she does. Probably, she's probably about yeah. eighty years old now, <laughs> about seventy. I'm anyhow. sure she is. <laughs> She was I like 19 I, or 20 when they did the, that's the, right. the song and everything. That's right. Yeah. 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 80's well. not so bad. I'm 80. <laughs> you're 80? When is your, you're yeah. celebrating 80 this month? Uh, I, I did on the 4th. Oh, 4th of June. All right. Very good. Well, and happy my, birthday. Mine's, mine's October the 31st. Al, you yours coming up too, Al? Father's Day. Your birthday was on Father's Day. Yep. Well, the whole nation celebrated your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) 39 again. I wish. He he gets kicked out of an extra present, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everybody knows my story. I've got two birthdays, and... uh, I, I enjoy telling the story, but it's true. <laughs> I celebrate in March, and I celebrate in April. And the reason I celebrate in April is so that I could get another month with Eastern Airlines, but it didn't work out that way. <laughs> hey, you never did get the water cannon. No, I never did. Well, I did. In a, in a sense, I did. I, I don't think yeah. I told this story before. Maybe I have. I'm sure I have. The small, air, 11 years. small airplane, right? In a small airplane, and uh, we went out, and I said, I, wanted, I want somebody over here. Well, I rented the airplane. It was a little Piper Yankee, I think, two-seater, yeah. I think, a Piper or Yankee. 
and uh, rented that thing, took somebody out flying over Pensacola, and um, and then brought it back in. But I had two guys, two line guys to get two hoses when I came up to the gas pump <laughs> to, to spray the water over the airplane. <laughs> we were walking the picket yeah. line, Pensacola, at the airport at the time, yeah. and I, I thought that was pretty funny. So I got my hose down. <laughs> Well, I got, uh, I told you, I, I, I got the double hose job. I got one in departure, one in arrival when I took that really? very first 727. Remember that when I moved oh, it yeah. to the museum? Yeah, that's right. I got a double one, on de- one on departure and one on arrival. <laughs> How did you feel about that? That's Pretty good. The only thing say. was, when, <laughs> on the arrival, most of the stuff didn't work on the airplane, including the windshield wipers. And when they doused oh. us down, of course, they... They didn't douse us down, uh, the airplane down when we left because we didn't, the airplane hadn't flown in 25 years. And I says, we don't want any water on anything because, you know, because we're getting ready to take off. So uh, they, they, they they took the picture from the front and they actually, the cannon was, be, they were shooting water from behind us. But when we came in, they shot the water over the airplane, and, you know, of course, the windshield was obscured. We didn't have any windshield wipers. We had to stop for a few, for a minute or so until the wind cleared up so we could taxi in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. Yeah. And best of my knowledge, Eastern, Eastern started that, uh, that tradition uh, of retirement and putting an airplane away for its last time. And I think it all started on the Eastern property, and... Some of the old captains retired in the Connie's days, and uh, they might have started in Miami. But and got the uh, and I guess they have to pay the fire department to come out and do that. I never did. Yeah. Never did know. But, uh, I don't know. They, I, I I got a job with the fire department at the when the Eastern went under. They were looking for mechanics that knew how to find the black boxes on the airplanes and they were the fire department is on the airfield in miami and the thing was is they didn't want to send out fire equipment to go look for the boxes they would just send out uh these certified you know a and p mechanics uh would go out and and show the uh where the black boxes were or would take them out of the airplane if there was actually a fire and then they put the fire out, the mechanics would go in and, and pull the boxes out. But, well, Chuck, um, Chuck, I've got – I'm going to ask my next-door neighbor, uh, across-the-street neighbor, and uh, really a nice guy. He's about 82 years old. You may have remembered him because about the time that you did that, I think he was the chief of the fire department at Miami. And he was chief when uh, Eastern's uh, 1011, without any engines, uh, made that landing with Steve Thompson on board. Thompson, and his, yeah. his name is Don Zimmerman. Do you, do you remember a guy named Don Zimmerman? He oh, was. Yeah, Zimmerman he, talked, he talked about some Eastern guys coming to work. I remember we were sitting there chatting uh, uh, in the out uh, by the mailbox, you know, and and he was talking He's about kind of a, uh, having a, a Eastern pretty guys. Pretty big guy. Yeah, 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 sure is. Ugly as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember him. <laughs> Looked like he, he ran through a prop, you know. And I, oh, but, uh, yeah, I remember yeah, really uh, nice, one of them was out. Super, super nice. They had, uh, they had us out in the middle of the field in a, in a, in a 
a regular uh, building, you know, just like a, it wasn't a maintenance building or a fire department building. It was just a building that they were using for these that they would call fire techs. And that's what they were going to classify us at. And then they were going to send us to fire school, which is up around here somewhere. And then once you passed fire school and came back, then you were sent over to the fire department, and that's where your bunk was. But um, they laid off like three or four of us, and I happened to be one of them. We got cut. And um, but they they took all the all the I think there was like twelve of them, and they ended up uh, working for the fire department. They got all you you like work four days on and three days off and yeah some other things that you know they had the kind of a weird work schedule. Yeah, but We're the not... only thing that they they required of us was we had to go and learn all the the valves all over the whole field where the shutoff valves were to shut the water off after the fire is put out. Because uh-huh. if you don't, they had these big pumps, and Eastern had a, like six of them out in back of the hangars, and they had, the little, they had uh, car engines in them, big uh, diesel engines in them, and they had pipes that come out and kind of hook down to the ground, and, and they would pump water out. That's where they would hook the, uh, the, the fire hoses and stuff up. And we would come along and test them once a month. We could flood that ramp in about five minutes. Wow. So we'd turn all the pumps on, and there would be two inches of water all over the ramp. Those things yeah. were just awesome. Yeah, I've had Did you learn how to slide that. down the pole? <laughs> slide down the pole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, the people that worked in the hangar didn't like it because well, the water went everywhere. <laughs> Don, uh, out by the mailbox, the mailbox chatter uh, between the two of us, uh, he's told me some really great stories, aviation stories uh, about, uh, you know, the fire. And, and I've asked him to come on the radio show, and he just won't do it. He will not do it. But uh, he was there when uh, when Steve Thompson's there at 1011 landed, and uh, they, they were out there ready to uh, – see if they could done any help you know they didn't foam the rubber runway or anything like that because they didn't have they had all the gear down of course didn't have the engines but they did have they did restart the center engine if you guys recall and but yeah. they didn't use it because they basically made a dead stick landing they didn't want to push that number two up un, unless they had to and uh, so they left it in the idle position and they, they pretty much made the dead stick landing and um, and then when they taxied out, I remember Steve telling the captain uh, that he was checking out. Uh, they, the tower wanted to know if could, they could send the, the uh, trucks out to pull them back to the gate, and he said, "No, we're going to use our, we're going to use our own power." And pushed up number two, and it flamed out. <laughs> so wow. that's yeah, that's in the book. But um, anyhow. Yeah. Good stories, good Eastern stories. Literally well, it's raining, raining cats and dogs. I just saw a poodle just want, go by the window here. And <laughs> <laughs> it is coming down outside. We got the thunder and lightning associated with it. We've it's been that way yeah, here in Jacksonville, St. Augustine, for the last week. But that's okay. You we'll take that. all the water we can get. 
Well, we're going to have it this afternoon, early evening. Yeah. Here yeah. in the villages. Yeah. Do you know where the Do you know where the the saying "raining cats and dogs" come from? Me? I just said it. Yeah, from the grass grass huts. On the grass no, huts, you know it rained. They used to hide up there and they'd slide who off. It up? <laughs> who, who wrote it down first? Who? How, how they came about saying that? Who? Tell us. I heard Mike's version. Tell us your version. In England, back in the old days, uh, you know, uh, kings and queens type things, the people that worked out in the fields lived in shacks. And the shacks. The top of the shacks were covered with these branches and stuff. And at night, the dogs could walk up on the back of the the, the housing, so to speak, because they had dirt piled up in the back. And they would sleep on top of the, of the house. And when it rained real hard, the cats and dogs would fall down through the branches into the house. And they said well, it was raining cats and dogs. Well, that's close to Mike's version. Uh, it's, it's close enough to work. <laughs> <laughs> Al, do you have a version of that story? <laughs> uh, well, no. I think no. 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 <laughs> no. Before my time. <laughs> Before your time. Well, Before your time. Oh, wow. Well, listen, guys, it's about time to hang up hang up the uh, microphones and uh, call it a week, and we'll come back and see what we can talk about next week. And uh, Probably so, the rain. Yeah, probably the rain. And um, I, we're doing some new shows, so I'll keep you guys posted as to what we're going to do. we got two shows coming up that will be specials. They won't be on Monday. But they'll be in the evening. Don't know what uh, what day of the evening, but we've got one planned for the for the uh, uh, Mac operation, and um, also one planned for Terra in the air, and that's going to be yeah. basically what's happening today uh, over our skies in airplanes wow. that flight attendants are having to deal with, and so we're going to do a special on that and. Uh, uh, but anyhow, Neil, you nice got, having you. Yeah, you, you got huh? your you got your Silverliners magazine, didn't you? Your directory. Oh, I, I was going. To, if you guys didn't show up, I was going to read the whole the whole shebang here, the whole magazine. <laughs> but that say two hours to read it. But at any rate, the pictures but, are great. There's a good picture of you in there, Mike. I see you on page. Well, uh, yeah, she. Whoever, yeah, forty-seven. You know, I think Brenda edited it, and she has she has my father's name next to my picture. Dale Scott, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I should have sent her a picture face. of my I dad. Could, you know, I knew it was you. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, good having you with us. Thanks for your support. I appreciate it. And uh, once again, we'll go out with uh, Merle Haggard and the Silver Wings. And um, here we go. See you guys, guys have a great week. week. You guys, yep. yeah, y'all too. Don't have much fun, hey, but we have a piss poor time. <laughs> hey, Neil. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can you make sure I get that the message on the show, please? I'm going to shut off Merle so I can hear you here. Now, now, tell me what you just said, Al. I said, would you, you text me on uh, the upcoming program? Oh, yeah, I will. Yeah. 
Hey, listen, would you do me a favor, uh, Al? Uh, I would like to send you, well, we don't have a script for Monday anymore, so I can't say I don't have a script to send you. We don't script <laughs> the show, so forget it. But, uh, yeah, if you will email me, enealholland at yahoo.com, enealholland at yahoo.com, or look it up on the uh, website, uh, EAL Radio Show, and you got my address and everything. Send me your email. I'd like to have it. Okay. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. And I'll, right. I'll keep you in the loop there. See ya. Shining in the sunlight. They're taking you away One of these days, all three of us or four of us can harmonize that song. Good.